Sisterly Advice is sponsored by Pop Girls Ministry. Hi guys, I'm Grace. And I'm Katie. And we are Sisterly Advice. back to another episode of sisterly advice today we will be discussing the struggles of adulting Mm -hmm. but first i have a dad joke for you of course what did the tree say when spring finally arrived um uh, what did the tree say when spring finally arrived I don't know. What? What's a relief? (laughs) 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 Hilarious, honestly. Which kind of follows, suits the tone of the episode. It's going to be a fun and relatable one, definitely. Mm -hmm. But filled with some good tips, too. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, just to preface, the topic of adulting, like, adulting is a process, Adulting Mm -hmm. is something that you're in the middle of doing, not that you've figured out. Yes. It's like we are learning. Adulting is like another word for learning. Adulting is like, adulting is definitely a learning experience. And Grace and I are just going to discuss some of our experiences Mm -hmm. that we've had in this adulting season of our lives as we're transitioning from high school to college Mm -hmm. age. And some of the things that we've learned and some of the mistakes that we've made and a lot of those hopefully you can learn from our mistakes and maybe you can yeah. relate to what we have to say because this stage that we're at like 18 it's like it's awkward because you're technically an adult and you're expected to act like an adult and do adult things but you're also still a teenager so you're treated like a teenager it's like the toddler years of adulthood pretty yeah. much if that makes sense it's so awkward but hey we're, we're we're making it through and um one of the parts of growing up and then like learning to drive and all that mm-hmm. is getting gas for the first time yeah the idea of getting gas on my own made me so anxious when i first started driving mm-hmm. and i hear myself say that aloud and i'm like grace you're an idiot why 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 does why does getting gas scare you it's like it's, it's pretty simple but it did and um probably probably just because of the fact that i have generalized anxiety did not probably help that much but i've learned so here's some of the tips i learned in my process of this for one in case you didn't know, and I, I wrote this all out, like how to explain this, and Katie made fun of me because apparently everybody <laughs> didn't know this but me. When you push up on the thingy thing to start filling up your gas tank, there's a latch on it. If you push that latch down till it clicks into place, your car will keep filling up when you let the thing go. A genius invention, you know. Brilliant. And then it just clicks when it's done. Yeah. And I love this because I have a little trash can in my car. So while my gas is filling up, I can go empty my trash can at the gas station and just leave it there filling up. And it's so nice. And I knew about it. My issue was I just couldn't get it to work the first couple times I got <laughs> gas. Now I got it down, though. No worries. Second thing. This one's more of a safety tip. So you're definitely going to want to listen to this one. Never, ever be on your phone 
while filling up your gas tank. And this is for two main reasons. One, it can actually cause a spark, which is very dangerous next to the gas. And all gas stations literally do have a sign about this. And then second, having your nose in your phone will make you an easy target as a woman. So you should always be alert and aware of your surroundings. And if you get back in your car as you wait, make sure to lock it too. And this kind of goes like all the time, not just when you're filling up gas, but anytime you're a woman and you're alone and like walking somewhere in public or going from one place to the next, just just don't be like staring at your phone. Be looking up. Just be aware of what's going on around you. It's just being safe and logical, mm-hmm. you know, being smart. And then my final tip for getting gas is that after you do it, always use hand sanitizer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Katie doesn't do this. I didn't think to. I'm just busy. I'm like, yeah. I... Well, now that I've said it, I know I'm gross. start doing it. It's <laughs> fine. But like those pumps are filthy. Like you wouldn't touch the bathroom toilet seat at a pub at McDonald's and not wash your hands, would you? The amount of touching that's going on that is the same with what's going on in this gas pump. You do not know who's touched that gas pump. So carry your favorite hand sanitizer in your car. And after you pump your gas, just quickly use it. I keep it right there in my console. And it's just a habit at this point for me. Mm-hmm. That's a smart habit. So with the gas station, I only go to the gas stations I'm familiar with. <laughs> like I have the main two that I go to. I'm either mm-hmm. on this side of town. So I use that gas station or the other side of town. I use that one. I never yep. go to any others because I'm like, but I don't know the people there. I've like <laughs> created a community. I got to go to. The- if you have a gas station that you're just comfortable with going, that's great. Go yeah. to that gas yeah. station. Although just make sure that you're still comfortable in the instance where you have to go to a different mm-hmm. gas station because you could be traveling. You could be out. Yes. You could go on a girl's trip, Grace, and are going to be able to go on one in December, next December which is going to be very exciting. I'm so excited. And I'm not going to be able to use the gas station that I'm familiar with. And mm-hmm. so just make sure that you're comfortable with utilizing a different gas yeah. station in the yeah. instance where you have to. Um, and they all work the same. Yeah. So. And then just with that, I made my mom come with me to get gas for the first like five times because I had an irrational fear of not remembering how to get gas. And this was whenever I was, I had just got my license and I was just now learning how to get gas. I was like, I'm going to get there by myself. I'm not going to remember to put my card in. I'm not going to know how to do this. I'm not going to know how to do that. And so I had her come with me. I'm like, mama, like this is once I have my car. I'm like, I need you to come with me. Like you just get in the car with me and help me get gas. And she did. She did. But it wasn't forever. Eventually I had to do it on my own. Yes. And hey. It wasn't that bad. No. It's pretty self-explanatory. Well, the thing literally tells you what to do. I won't say that, but yes, the thing tells you what to do. The little screen on the gas pump. And it was fine. And it kind of just becomes muscle memory. Now, in terms of just traveling in general, because we're on the topic of driving, Mm -hmm. when I was traveling on the interstate for one of my first trips by myself at one point I had to go to the restroom because it's like a three and a half hour drive and you can literally just pick any exit on the interstate Mm -hmm. and you'll be welcomed with at least one recognizable store whether that be McDonald's or just a gas station that you know of and I remember the exit that I stopped at I just went to the first McDonald's I saw and it was fine I actually ended up meeting a group of sweet older ladies who were going to a country concert like 
they were just like going to a concert yes. together and i was like oh my gosh what do you because it was because i saw on her phone she had maps pulled up and i was like these girls these girls are on a trip mm-hmm. not that i'm snooping but i just noticed she had it on the table yeah yeah i was like hey where are you going they're like going to a concert and it was so fun and it was chatting we were Aww. just chatting and it was like a fun little experience and so um i love the people you meet when you're on vacation i know it's so fun it is with driving too another thing that's like always been one of my biggest fears is hitting the deer Mm-hmm. and I haven't hit one yet. Now, I have killed two skunks, <laughs> but that's besides the point, okay? You know, that doesn't matter. We're not going to dwell on it, even if the smell's still on my car. We're not. We're moving on. We're moving on, but one time, me and my friend were driving home from, a, well, my mom was driving me and my friend home from a golf match, and all of a sudden, this baby deer just jumps out in the middle of the interstate, and bam, we hit it head on it was really sad a baby it was a baby deer. it was a bambi mom killed bambi bambi yeah now my mom it was not my mom's fault she literally did everything she could have done but i do think we traumatized my friend with that but you know life goes on <laughs> so the next day my mom is talking to some kids at my school because she works there and before telling them the story she goes do you know how to effectively hit a deer <laughs> she's telling me the story and i'm like mom mom you made it sound like you're a deer murderer like you were gonna teach them how to murder deer that's not most people go hunting they go go out on the road and just like normal way that's a normal way that's acceptable but let me just go and see how many deer can i hit with my car like (laughs) that sounds like some sort of video game (laughs) like what in the world i was like mom that doesn't sound right but when like she was explaining it she actually had a really good point because if a deer runs onto the road, the last thing you want to do is swerve. Mm-hmm. Do not swerve. Because this could cause you to lose control of the car. You could end up in a ditch. You could end up hitting another car. And it's better for the deer to be dead than you. Mm-hmm. So don't swerve as much as it's tempting to. And that's you're going to be your natural response. Don't do it. Instead, hit your brakes. Try to stop if you can so the deer can continue, but if you must, if there's literally no other option, like there's a car right behind you Mm -hmm. or you just didn't see it and you must hit it, then hit it. Preferably at a slower speed Mm -hmm. because you slow down and you hit your brakes, but hit it because this is better than causing a wreck. Mm -hmm. A deer is going to cause less damage to your car than another car would. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I know that's, that stinks and... I don't want to be in that situation where I do end up hitting a deer, but sometimes it's better to do that than end up in a ditch or end up hitting another car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first time that I drove at night on my own, I came across four deer. Like I literally left dance class and I was like, oh, I get to drive home for the first time at (laughs) night and boom, not 10 seconds down the road, four deer right across the road. And I just like, I talked to God and I'm like, really? Is this, really? This is the thing you're going to throw my way. And oh I was like, gosh. it's actually kind of great though. Cause it, you know, it allowed me to practice and mm-hmm. like, just maybe be really aware of my yes. surroundings and attentive when I was driving the rest of the way home. Anyways, I slammed on my brakes and immediately waited for them to pass. Mm-hmm. And the rest of my drive home was complete terror. <laughs> <laughs> my senses were on high alert. Um, but fortunately I came across no more deer, but yes, a, in terms of slamming on the brakes, there is the risk of the car behind you yes. ramming into you because if they're not paying attention, mm-hmm. it's possible they won't, but it's possible they won't see that you literally just came to an abrupt stop and yeah. uh, hit your rear end. 
which would be unfortunate, it but be. you know, it's kind of like a honestly like a lose lose situation. The front exactly. of your car or the back of the car yeah, you choose. Exactly. <laughs> we we do, in case you didn't know, we live in the Midwest. Oh right. So like there's deer everywhere. Yeah. Like every road I turn on, there's like a warning deer sign and like it's such a problem that anytime you leave someone's house, they say, Bye, love you, watch for deer. Watch for deer is the same as I love you. In Midwestern, that's I love you. Watch for deer. It's the same. If you tra- mm-hmm. put it in Google Translate, watch for deer. It comes out, I love you, I promise. Yeah. It's the same thing here. Deer here are like as frequent <laughs> as alligators in Florida. Mm-hmm. You, you just see them all the time. Exactly. Or like an armadillo in Texas. Or a kangaroo in Australia. Yeah. Now I'm just rambling. Another part of adulting is like going grocery shopping and running errands for the first time Mm -hmm. it is kind of weird getting groceries for the first time on your own i remember whenever i first started like running errands i only went to the stores that that i've been before tried to get everything i needed to from those places um but every time the experience is like totally fine Mm -hmm. and but one time i was so uncomfortable shopping at the grocery (laughs) store um i had to buy asparagus and I never liked asparagus. I still don't like asparagus, but my mom needed it for a recipe and I was the one that had to go grocery shopping that day. And the only asparagus there was this crappy looking thing, but I got it anyways just to get out of there as soon Mm -hmm. as possible. And plus, I don't really care what the asparagus looked like because I'm like, I'm not eating it anyways. (laughs) And it's crappy whether it's good or not. So I just bought it and I didn't want to have to go to another store for asparagus. Well, when I got home, come to find out the asparagus I bought had gone bad and there were literal gnats <laughs> flying, around, flying around it and guys i paid like 339 for this i played 339 for a gnat infested asparagus oh, a bunch of asparagus awful. and my mom was not happy about that i'd imagine but i learned that i just need to come over my fear mm-hmm. overcome my fear and just go to another grocery store and buy the good asparagus mm-hmm. lesson learned there um, there's also this fear sometimes that the person working at checkout is going to judge what I'm buying. Like, why is this girl buying a whole bunch of grapes and bananas and two protein bars? Yes. Well, I did. And no, the person checking me out did not think twice about anything I bought. In my head, I'm just another customer. I'm not the main character. Mm-hmm. They have no interest in my life whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Or what I will be doing with those grapes. So if you also think that the people around you are thinking are a weirdo for buying a box of crackers and avocado and a tube of lipstick then it's just all in your yeah, head yeah um grace and i hosted a dinner the other night it was so fun and i had to go out and buy cheese and stuff for the charcuterie board that we were going to have and i went to aldi because my mom said that they had better prices of cheese there mm-hmm. but i didn't know that they only sold paper bags instead of plastic ones and well i'm checking out with all the things i got and i didn't want to pay extra for the paper bag because they make you pay extra for the paper bag so it was either that or the grocery cart and i chose to just put my items in the grocery cart because i only had so many things it wasn't yes. a lot i can yes. just carry it so i go to put the cart back and this is one of those carts where you have to insert a coin into the cart to pull it out mm-hmm. and then if you want your coin back you got to put it together like, latch it back like in, you gotta yeah. latch it together to get your quarter back and so i'm like okay well i'm bringing the car back in to get my quarter back and i'm looking at all the things in my cart and i'm realizing i cannot hold all these things in my hand <laughs> like in my hands this isn't going to work i'm not going to be mm-hmm. able to make it back 
And so I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And while I'm thinking all this, everyone around me is just like, I'm kind of like blocking the area to get to the carts. And I'm like, oh shoot, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so with everyone watching me, I take my three cubes of cheese, like things of cheese, and I stuff it in my purse. (laughs) (laughs) And then I tuck the box, like this huge box of crackers under my arm and dish detergent in my hand and walk to my car. (laughs) Because I didn't want, I didn't want to, you know, have to hold all that. So yeah, yeah, of course. It was fine though. You know, I made it and it was great. And I walked back to my car like a boss. And that's what matters. (laughs) Yeah. And I got my quarterback. Yes, of course. Of course. I will admit, I've never had a good experience with grocery shopping for some reason. I asked Katie and she says it's not true for her. She's never had this problem. And I don't know. I think it might be like when I go grocery shopping, I normally just go to Walmart and maybe that I'm there. I'm not sure. I just think people find teenagers to be nuisances because every time I'm there at Walmart, there's just always a bunch of Karens who keep giving me dirty looks or they'll literally shove me. Like I constantly get shoved when I go grocery shopping. What is wrong with you people? Who just shoves people in the grocery store? Apparently it's normal. But even if this does happen to you, one, don't shove people back, please. Please no shoving people. That that's not cool. Um, but just keep going. Because when I first did it, I'm like, why is everybody so mean to me? Why is everybody so mean to me? I don't get it. What am I doing wrong? And it's like, Grace, chill out. They're not even gonna remember you by the end of the day. And it kind of goes back to what Katie says, like you're actually not the main character in other people's stories Mm -hmm. which i could go on a whole tangent about that but i'll just leave that there for now Mm -hmm. and the only thing like just don't let those karens ruin your mood however do try to be considerate of others walking on the right side of the aisle keeping your car out of the way and the one last thing i'm going to say with grocery shopping is like if you can't find something or you need help don't be afraid to ask a worker for help. Like, that's what they're there for. That's what they're paid to do. Often, like, I feel like they're bored. And sometimes it's great just to be able to talk with somebody, you know, if you're nice to them about it. And just be like, hey, you know, where's the milk? <laughs> Hopefully you can find the milk, though. But, like, you know, I had to go grocery shopping for that dinner Katie was talking about. And I had to ask somebody where the apple cider was. And she was literally so nice. Like, don't be scared to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not that deep, if you think about it. Yeah. So... We've talked about driving and then we've talked about grocery shopping and errands. And then we also want to hit on like car maintenance and if you get into a wreck or anything like that. So I've got a little story. It is story Uh, time, y'all. Okay. So it was, it was last week. Right. And I'm driving to school and it's like the temperatures changed. It's dropped recently. It's getting colder out and I'm almost to school. I'm like two minutes from school and all of a sudden my low air tire air pressure thing comes on and I take a picture of it I send it to my parents and I'm like I got a new car emoji and they're like okay Grace you know like we'll deal with it when we get home tonight and I'm like yeah okay no problem so it's like I pull in I park at school I when I leave school for the day I'm I leave I think nothing of it obviously the notification comes back on but it's no big deal I'm just headed home I get all the way on the interstate I've been driving for like maybe five minutes when all of a sudden I see her a kaboom and I feel like a jolt mm-hmm. and I'm like what was that and I was like oh well la, la, la. I keep going and I'm kind of like, jolting, like uh, 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 uh. right this is exactly how I feel in my car 
And I'm like, well, it's probably nothing. It's fine. So I keep going. And then I'm like seeing all these black bits of pieces flying through the air everywhere. I'm like, someone's got a real problem. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> That's me bouncing up and down in my car because it's like shaking. And I'm like, someone, someone's got an issue. And then next thing I know, I'm smelling like really bad burning rubber. Like it's awful, this burning smell. And I'm like, jeez, somebody really has a problem and they need to get that taken care of. <laughs> And I'm realizing, wait, why are all the cars staring at me? Well, not the cars, the people in the cars. Cars don't stare at you. But the people in the cars around me on the interstate were all staring at me. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I think it's me. I'm like, that's not good. (laughs) What is happening? So I'm like, now I'm in panic mode. What do I do? Right. I'm like, do I pull over to the side of the interstate? Do I get off the interstate? Do I keep going all the way home? I'm probably still five more miles from home. And I'm like, and I'm a panicking. My car's a bouncing up and down. Something smells like it's about to explode with this burning smell. And finally, I'm like, okay, there's an exit. I know this exit. I know there's a gas station right off this exit. Like, I'm just going to take it. So I do. And I slow down as I'm on the exit. And now my car will not get back up to speed. I cannot get it to go over 15 miles an hour. And I'm like, uh-oh. Uh oh. And now I'm hearing metal scraping. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, that sounds like the rim of my tire. Oh no. So I finally get to the gas station and I get out of my car and I look at the wheel and it is just completely blown. I mean, like, the thing practically exploded. And I drove on it for so long. It was so bad that it actually took off a piece of the side of my car and disconnected that side of my car's bumper from the car. Like, that's how bad it was. And I was like, oh, that's not good. So I called my mom, as one does, and cried and told her. And then I got sweet tea from the gas station, also as one does in times of crisis. Coping. Right. At its finest, people. And I get back in my car. And what what comes back on when I get in my car? The tire air pressure notification. (laughs) Well, no dip. There's no air pressure. The tire doesn't exist anymore. The tire doesn't exist. It's gone. It was, guys, it was so bad. But hey, my mom came. I learned how to change a spare tire. Put that on. Um, So this is, and I'll tell you, this is what I learned from this experience. If something like this happens to you, if you blow out a tire, first of all, pull over as soon as you safely can. Do not get on an exit and drive to the gas station because I drove probably a total of two miles on a completely blown out wheel. and It's a miracle I didn't lose control of my car. Don't do that. Just pull over on the side of the road. If you're going to pull over on the interstate, pull as far over to the side as possible so another car doesn't hit you. Then call a trusted adult in this circumstance, just because it's just a blown out tire. You don't need to call 911 or anything. Just call a trusted adult and put your spare tire on. If you don't know how to do that, that's what YouTube and WikiHow are for, guys. Okay? Resources. Mm-hmm. Use them. And then you go somewhere to get a new wheel. I highly recommend Discount Tires. They're in like every major city. They do a great job. They were so nice. Um, that's where I took mine. Although I will say, I was there and the guy was looking at my car and he's like, geez, this car's a little banged up. And I go, well, my mom, my mom's the one that's been driving it for years. Like, I've just been driving it for the past few months. So, like, if it's banged up, it's all her. I'm an excellent driver is what I tell him. He looks me dead in the eye and he goes, yeah, says the girl who just blew her tire out on the interstate. Thanks, dude. That that hurt a little. That stung. Thanks. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. He really went there. Whatever. 
But if you are driving on your spare tire, I did not know this. Don't forget that on a spare tire, you cannot go over 30 miles per hour. So if you're like getting from where you blew your tire out, you put your spare tire on and you're getting to like a discount tire wherever, do not go over 30 miles per hour. And so if like you're on the interstate or something where you would normally go over that, obviously, mm-hmm. turn your hazard lights on so cars know to go around you then. Um, and then now, let's say it wasn't just a tire blowout, but you got into a wreck or something. Hopefully you don't. But if you do, what you're going to do is you're going to immediately call 911. Even if you're not hurt or anything, that's just what you do because the police are going to come out and they're going to 911 operator. They're going to ask you to give them details. Just give them the details you can. If you're able to in that moment, call a trusted adult in your life and stay there until the police arrive. Don't leave the scene of the wreck. Okay, stay there. Get insurance information from the other people. Hopefully you can get an adult there to guide you through. Don't panic. Okay. It'll be fine. Like, that's what you just need to do if that happens. Okay? So, yeah. That's that's the main thing with cars. And then the last part of adulting. Well, there's so much. There's a lot to adulting. Mm-hmm. But the last part that we're going to discuss right. in this episode is, like, appointments and scheduling appointments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have to get maintenance with my car. Once I hit a certain mileage, it's like, okay, time to get your, like, routine medical (laughs) medical (laughs) Medical? check, (laughs) maintenance check. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Maintenance check on your car. And with that, I had to schedule the appointment because my mom made me, you know, and it's great that she's making me do that Mm -hmm. because I need to practice scheduling appointments. But I'm always so nervous to make that call, especially because they sometimes ask for information like numbers and security information. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm still such a newbie at remembering that type of those numbers and that type of information. I don't want to come across as an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like this girl doesn't know this number. I was like, obviously everyone knows that. But I'm like, Oh my gosh. That's it's one fine. of my biggest fears though. I'm always like, they're gonna think I'm dumb. They're gonna like I'm blonde and they're gonna think I'm a dumb blonde. And I'm yeah. like, I swear I promise you I'm actually so smart. Just not in this circumstance. Yeah. But every time I make that call, it's always a pleasant experience because the people I'm calling aren't just to schedule the appointment. Mm-hmm. They're there to help and yes. guide me. Yes. So like if I do struggle with remembering this number, they're also there to help me with that and they can guide me in the right direction. So I'm not left to figure out everything on my own. And if I ever have any questions or need any help figuring out what service I actually need, they help me figure that out too. And they're always like, it's always good. And I always figure everything out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it's the same with like a doctor's appointment too and scheduling that. And a lot of you know, I actually do have a physical disability called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. So I have doctor's appointments all the time. Like if I was a pro at something, I'd be a pro at going to the doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm good at that. (laughs) And at this point, I've gone to several of them just completely on my own. And all you have to do is just go in, tell them your name and who you have an appointment with, follow their instructions regarding insurance, and then just sit down and wait till you're called back. Also, when you're in the doctor's appointment, be honest with your doctor. Like if they ask you something, give them an honest answer because you have to be your own advocate in circumstances like that. Tell them the truth and don't leave out any embarrassing details because what's embarrassing for you is normal for a doctor. Like, don't worry about that, you know? And then also, 
If your appointment is through Deaconess, you can use the MyChart app on your phone to check in beforehand, to schedule appointments, to see test results, and ask for refills. So I highly recommend that. Like, that's been such a big help of just, like, keeping track of everything. And mm-hmm. I love it. It makes it so much easier to, like, get in contact with them instead of having to, like, call and then be put through to a different line, to a different line each time. So that's great, too. But, like, don't be afraid to go to the doctor on your own because just like Katie was talking about, like, the car maintenance guys, the doctors, the people there, they're there to help you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their job. So yeah. don't be nervous that you don't know it all. They're going to guide you through it. Mm-hmm. So that actually wraps up this episode i do not have a dad joke for you i have a funny story oh this is so good guys you're gonna love it someone who failed at adulting (laughs) tremendously yes yes you did grace do you know what a heater is or a furnace yes i am aware what it is katie right so most people have in their garage yes it is yes yes it is i did not know that (laughs) (laughs) so this was just like yesterday Mm -hmm. bracket came over and they are like maintenance on your heating and air conditioning. Yeah, yeah. And I was home alone. And my mom said, okay, so Brackett's going to come over to, you know, do the maintenance check. So you're just going to have to let him in and point to the heater or and, and point to the furnace or the air conditioning or whatever they need. And I'm like, okay, cool. I can do that. So Brackett comes. They knock on the door. I let him in. And he's like, how are you? I'm like, fine, good. How are you? He's like, good. I'm like, can you point me to your furnace? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. It's in our living room. <laughs> it's like, he's like, oh, okay. So he gets, he puts on the little shoe thingies on his feet and he's, and I'm guiding him into the living room and I'm like, yeah, sure. Our furnace is right over there. He looks, it's the fireplace. (laughs) (laughs) The fireplace. I brought him to the fireplace because I was like, yeah, sure. This is where we get our heat. And I'm like, you know, our fireplace hasn't been working a little bit. Like, so maybe Brackett's here to help fix with that. Mm -hmm. And he looks at me and he looks at the fireplace. He's like, um... Most people have their furnaces in their garage. And I'm like, oh, I am so sorry. And I just like, at this moment, I feel so stupid. And I'm like, how do I make this better? And the thing is, is like, he's doing such a good job at being professional and like being respectful. And also during this, I am wearing like a crew neck fuzzy socks and I have heatless curls in my hair. (laughs) I did the little heatless curl thing. So I look like a complete like... I look like, yeah. Like you're not all there there. I'm not all there there. And so I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. And I'm walking him to the garage because, you know, now I know. (laughs) And he's not laughing. He's being very polite. But I'm like, I need him to laugh with me. If he laughs at me and acknowledges that this situation is hilarious, then I will feel so much better. So I'm walking and I was like, I am so sorry. Like that was the most like blonde thing I could have done. And he's like, oh, you're okay. (laughs) And I'm like, so serious. Can you like, please? I'm doing all I can here to laugh. Just so deadpan. I love it. <sighs> Anyways, so then I bring him to the garage, and you know, I go up back upstairs and cry. But it well, was fine. What, what she doesn't tell you is when she went back upstairs, I, I she texts me because I look down at my phone and I'm like, oh, Katie's texting me. What does she have to say? And in all caps, it just says, "I'm an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, and I knew that. <laughs> so, and then I see she called me. And I'm like, what is going on? So I call her back and I'm like, I'm sitting in the middle of like parlor donuts, drinking a coffee, getting some schoolwork done. And I'm like, Katie, what's going on? What's happening? And she's like, well, I can't, I can't really say 
because there's someone at my house. <laughs> okay. Who? Are you safe? <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's the heating and air guy. <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what's happening, hun? What's going on, girly? And she's like, well, I think I can tell you. I just, I just got to whisper it. I'm like, <laughs> okay, whisper it then. She's like, Grace, I just took the heating and air guy to my furnace, <laughs> but I took him to the fireplace. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sitting in the coffee shop. It's like dead silent in there. And I start laughing. And people probably thought I was crazy now. But it was like, it was just so funny that she calls me to tell me this. I was telling my mom later. And I was like, I feel like it was that moment with in Pocahontas with John Smith. Whenever John Smith is like, hey, like, do you guys have gold? And Pocahontas is like, yeah, we have gold. And she pulls out corn. (laughs) She pulls out corn. And she she peels like the little thing on it. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, look corn it's gold and it's like corn yes yes exactly i saw that she's like i have to whisper i know because he was downstairs and i'm like if he hears me talking about this he's gonna be like oh my gosh this little girl is like freaking out so as you can tell we've nailed this whole adulting thing and we have it down and we never make mistakes ever nope no not at all at all but hey you know you live and you learn exactly Guys, learn that your fireplace is not a furnace. Your no, it's furnace not. is you, probably in your garage. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I, I hope that today you've learned from our mistakes, mm-hmm. that you have taken some of our tips to heart. Right. Um, And that in this awkward phase of life, you just you soak it up and you enjoy the growing up because, you know, I think you you learn throughout your whole life, but you never really learn as much as you are just like right now. And it can be exciting and it can be changing and it's a lot of new stuff. But I mean, it is. It's just exciting. Soak it up. Enjoy it. Because like I was just telling Katie before we started, like this is the age I always dreamt of being. And it's not all that I thought it was going to be. But I still like it's like little me dreamt of this. Mm -hmm. And here I am just living it to the best of my ability and you, you know, kill two, stu- two skunks and i killed two driving. skunks little grace would be so disappointed but it's okay <laughs> she's adulting she's learning i am i am yeah well also before we head out happy thanksgiving yes thanksgiving's this thursday so have fun with that definitely if you live in america yep get and- fat my mom you know it. if you have any adulting fun stories that you would like to share with us we have our email sisterlyvice2020 at gmail.com where we would love you guys to send in any funny stories you may have maybe about adulting topic yes. suggestions for future episodes or maybe you have something you would like advice on we would love to help you with that also follow us on instagram at sisterlyadvice underscore podcast once again that is at sisterlyadvice underscore podcast on there we post extra christian content updates and reminders we'll see you in the next one bye bye